Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. And this week we are going to be talking about the movie The Notebook, based on a novel of the same name by Nicholas Sparks. If you guys could see the disappointment that crossed Courtney's face when she had to say the name Nicholas Sparks, she has been fighting me on this movie for a while because she just... She's got some strong feelings about Nicholas Sparks. I do have strong feelings on Nicholas Sparks. They're not as strong as my feelings that I have in Wuthering Heights, Mm -hmm. but they are strong nonetheless. When you think Nicholas Sparks books, what do you think? What's the first word that comes to mind? Romance. Romance, right? But why, why are we so mad at Nicholas Sparks? Because he's adamant that he does not write romance. He was interviewed... I forget by which publication, I think maybe the New York Times or something like that, where he Mm. adamantly insisted that he does not write romance. He writes fiction. He said fiction. He said, I'm in the fiction section. I'm not in the romance section. First of all, romance is fiction. Calm your tits. Okay. Second of all, what do you have against romance? Are you too good to write romance, Nikki? Hmm? That's the implication, right? Here's what bugs me about it, because romance is the largest freaking genre in in fiction. It Mm -hmm. makes so much money. And one, it's a woman-dominated genre, which is so badass. And so you have this man who's so highly successful, but he, so he wants the money. He wants the piece of the romance pie. But he doesn't want the label of romance. He wants doesn't want the label because he's implying that being labeled a romance author is somehow shameful. It's lesser. It's beneath him. It's a beneath little Nikki. You know what? Nick, Nikki, mm-hmm. Nicole, Nicholas. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go to all of my local bookstores. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take all of your books and move them to the romance section where they belong. And I'm going to do that for the rest of my life. Yeah. If you guys, I don't know how it works. I don't know if there's like a suggestion box of who people are canceling next. But if there's mm-hmm. a suggestion box, like may we suggest, may we humbly suggest Nicholas Sparks. If anybody on TikTok or Twitter is taking requests, I wholeheartedly want this. It's something I've thought long and hard about. You know, okay, so... Our disdain for Nicholas Sparks aside, the motherfucker can write. Yeah, I guess. This is a good story, dude. It is. It's not a bad story. Um, I have some issues with the characters. Not not his writing, but I have an issue with the characters and some of their choices. Listen, we're going to hold your hand and we're going to take you along this journey with us. Shh, it'll be fine. You're okay. <laughs> You're going to feel feelings, some good, some bad. Mm-hmm. Just hang on. It's going to be okay. It'll be fine. What if we do this whole episode like ASMR? ASMR. Oh. No, we can't do that. No. <laughs> Not working. So our movie opens up at what looks like an assisted living facility. And you have an older lady there. She is in her room. She's very nicely dressed. And the nurse brings in an older gentleman and she said, he's going to read to you. Right. So she has dementia. And so, you know, he's reading to her probably to bring her comfort or something. But Mm -hmm. he's telling her the story of Noah and Allie who met at a carnival in a small town in North Carolina. It seems like they're probably both about 17, 18 years old. Yeah, because Allie is a senior in high school. She's getting ready to go off to college. Yeah, I think she just graduated. This is the summer. It's important to point out, Noah is played by Ryan Goslin, and Allie is played by Rachel McAdams, who, by the Mm -hmm. way, is like, she's one of my favorite actresses. If you watch the audition that she did for this movie, it is bananas because she's acting to nothing and there's so much emotion to it. She's so good. She is one of the best actresses I've ever seen. She doesn't get enough attention. She doesn't. But here we are. We're going to blow her up. You're going to make it now, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is your big break. <laughs> You're going to make it, Rachel. So the story that the older gentleman is reading takes place in, in the nineteen late 1940s. Mm-hmm. That kind of gives you like an overview of just kind of everybody's sort of mentality 
mm-hmm. the way women acted, the way men acted. Women went to school to get their MRS degree at this point. MRS, Mrs. Yeah. To find a husband, right? Yeah, they went to college to find a husband. And status was a much bigger thing back then than I feel like it is now. You know, if you came from old money, you didn't marry poor people. You didn't marry peasants. Right. <laughs> yeah, true. And Allie comes from money. She does. Allie's family comes from money. They're here for the summer. They're just vacationing. And meanwhile, Noah, mm-hmm. you could tell he's more of like a working class boy. Mm-hmm. He works at like a steel mill or... Or like a woodmill. He works at he works a very labor intensive hands on job. Noah has some calluses on his hands, okay? And you know how we know that he's more like rough around the edges is because he's wearing that busboy hat. Yeah. It's kind of sexy. It's only like the hot poor boys wear them in movies, you know? Right. You know what? Um Leonardo DiCaprio's friend in Titanic. In Titanic, he wore one. Yeah. And he was hot. Well, here's the thing about Noah is the fact that when Noah sees Allie, he's instantly drawn to her, but he doesn't seem to have really good social skills because the his first interaction with her, he literally hovers over her, like his face inches from hers. And he's like, want to dance with me? Sir, what is your name? Step back. Like if a man came that close to my face and asked me to dance when there's no music, I would tase him right in the face. Like, honestly, the way he accosted her like that, I'd have been like, no, he's going to murder me. Yeah. He's going to murder me. He gives kind of serial killer vibes a little bit. He he definitely does. For the record, he is not a serial killer that we know of. But Noah, trying to get Allie's attention, he jumps on a Ferris wheel and then hangs in front of her cart and begs her for a date. Then she says no. And so he lets go with one hand. And he's like, if you don't say yes, I have to let go. What the heck? Listen, we talk about red flags a lot. And girl, this was a red flag. This was a red This is the second red flag, my dude. You're starting off pretty poorly. This is a carnival, but you are not supposed to bring your own red flags with you, okay? They have plenty there. I mean, it's a carnival, but you don't have to be a clown, you know, like, yeah, get it together. I get that you are Ryan Goslin. I get that you've got all this going for you, but take it down a notch, like take it down a couple notches. So she finally agrees. So he doesn't off himself. She did agree to go out with him, but she doesn't. And so he ends up catching her out in town and being like, hey, you said you were going to go out with me. When are we going to have our date? And she's like, yeah, because you blackmailed me into agreeing to it. Like, you don't get a date. Right. I am proud of her for kind of, it's okay to be rude sometimes. I think as women, we're kind of conditioned to be afraid of being Mm -hmm. rude. But I have this theory, if more of us band together and act batshit crazy, men would leave us the fuck alone. Oh, for sure. For sure. Men should fear women more. Like, we've talked about this before. Men should fear us more. You don't know what we can do. We need a schedule. We need a schedule of across the globe. Women everywhere need to take turns screaming like a banshee for no reason, covering their faces in blood, you know, just walking weirdly. Because you know that whole thing of, like, not all men, right? Like, not all men are, you know, bad. Mm -hmm. But we don't know which ones are bad, so we need to be careful. What if men didn't know which women are crazy? You know what? I love this. Um, If you guys are interested in joining the cause, please email us at fictionfixationpodcast at gmail.com just so we can go ahead and try to plan, you know, our rallies. Oh, God. What did I just start? You... Courtney loves to plan. She's immediately going to build a spreadsheet. She's going to be like, we'll provide the fake blood. Who said it's going to be fake blood? Oh, my God. No. It's the blood of the men that have wronged us. <laughs> you have you have it in your house, don't you? You have vials. I'm scared. Do you have a basement? I do. Yeah. What's in your basement? <laughs> my washing machine for all my bloody clothes. Yeah. <laughs> 
so Allie is turning Noah down again. You know, she's just like, no, I'm not going out with you. And the thing is that she looks a little bit interested. She's definitely giving off a try harder vibe. A little bit, which I don't love because that's what all men think. All men think that rejection is try harder vibes. It's not, my dudes. It's not. She's enjoying the the chase, unfortunately. Although I can't blame her because honestly, if Ryan Gosling was trying to chase me, I mean, I might I might put a little hustle in my step, but I'm not going to run very far, you know? <laughs> Listen, Ryan Gosling is Rose's type. He Tall, is. white-haired white boy. She's like, mm, Tall, to mama. blonde, and skinny. Have you seen the compilation of Ryan Gosling won't eat his cereal videos? Yes, yes I love yes. it. I know. He's a national treasure. I feel like we all need to hold hands and form a circle around him to protect him. We definitely do. He's adorable. And you know what? I haven't heard any like tea or drama about him. So I'm assuming he's not a piece of shit. And not to be creepy, but it can be a bunker and we could put him, Ed Sheeran. Chris Evans. Yeah, we could put all of them in there just for safekeeping. And who's... We, we need... You know what, Rachel McAdams, we need some women for safekeeping too, because when we're all dead, we need somebody to repopulate. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. We sound very creepy. Um, Listen, this isn't a real plan. We're not real, though. I have no binder for this yet. Um, The third time that Noah and Ali see each other is when Mm -hmm. their mutual friends go out to a movie together. Yeah, it's just friends going to a movie. When they all go to leave for the night, Abby rode with her friend and her friend's boyfriend. And they're like, are you ready to go? And she's like, Noah can take me home. Yeah, she agrees to walk home with Noah. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Uh, She's been cut. (laughs) Noah says to her, what do you do for fun? And she starts kind of naming all of these like scholarly activities Mm -hmm. that she has to do for school and her and for her resume and he's like no what do you do for fun she's like i like to paint so he's like hey let me show you something cool noah has this really weird thing that he does where he lays in the middle of the street and looks at the street lights He said he used to do that with his dad. So we're seeing kind of like where the mental illness is coming from. (laughs) This isn't normal. And she like lays down and she's like, what happens if a car comes? He's like, we die. He said, just have some trust. I'm like, I trust physics. I trust gravity. I trust that cars way close to a ton. Listen, this is 1946. Um, I don't think cars had analog brakes or anything back then. I'm not sure how good the brakes were, but if you think I'm going to trust that somebody's not going to hit me when I'm laying in the middle of the road at night, you are dead wrong. It's so, it's interesting. They're obviously teenagers and there is something about teenagers that there's a part of them that they really think they can't die. Yeah. 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 It's like the invincibility of youth. Right. It's a delusion. It's a delusion of you. I wonder if it's like a chemical. Do we have like too much dopamine or serotonin mm. at that age to where... We, no, I was on antidepressants then too. So like... <laughs> not you. Not me. Not you. Other teenagers. But... So obviously, as expected, a car comes speeding down the road. First of all, this car doesn't even slow down. It just starts honking. It just goes, get out of the road. Yeah. So Allie and Noah, they scream. They run off the, they run off to the sidewalk. And you mm-hmm. could see Allie is like exhilarated by this danger. Yes. Like she's so into it. And this is kind of like the beginning for them. Because after this, they're sort of like attached to the hip. Yeah, after that night, they spend every waking hour together. We see this montage of all these like fun summer dates they go on together, all this fun that they have. And what I notice is that she seems to really loosen up around him. Uh And he seems to mellow out because in the beginning, he was the crazy one. But as their relationship progresses, she's the crazy one and he's the mellow one. Isn't that weird? It it is. She is the crazy one. She's also kind of violent. She hits him a lot. Yeah, you know what? So 
the older man that's telling the story, he talks about how they didn't agree on much and they fought on about everything, but they were crazy mm-hmm. about each other. And we get those moments where Ali's like slapping Noah around. And girl, that is not okay. It is not. That is a red flag. That is one of Ali's red flags is that yeah. she is abusive, like physically abusive towards him. Girl, that is domestic violence. Don't go around slapping someone. Like, don't do it. One night, um, Ali's dad catches Noah dropping her off. They haven't really been at Ali's house, and he's normally in bed, but he waited up tonight. He mm-hmm. waited up tonight. Dad is sitting on the front porch. Courtney, does he not look like a Vaughn villain to you? He does. He's wearing a smoking jacket, smoking a cigar. He's wearing like a velvety suit. It's like velvet, and he has like a twirly mustache. Yes, he looks like a <laughs> Bond villain. And he even has like that over the top 40s accent. Yeah. That rich people had. I love it. Ali's dad tells Ali, invite the boy over. So Ali invites him over. And it's not just the family. It's like a lot of different people. It's awkward. Well, it's it seems like an event almost. There's like a white tent. There's a long table. There's all these rich people you know, sitting around the table and they're laughing. And do you realize like rich people laugh differently? <laughs> this very controlled, like conscious laugh. <laughs> the whole scene, it's it's giving the scene in Titanic where Jack goes to the dinner. It is more fucking rich people. Right. They're talking about like after high school and kind of their plans going forward. And... Noah just kind of says, yeah, I'm just probably going to stay here and I have a job over at the mill, you know, just kind of work there. Like, I am content working my blue collar job and I plan on just kind of doing that. Well, someone asks, um, do you mind if I ask how much you make? Uh, Yes, I mind. I don't know you. When did it become taboo to talk about money? Well, okay. It's not that it's taboo. It's the fact that that man is looking at Noah and he knows Noah doesn't belong in that table. So when he is asking him how much he makes, what he really wants to know is how little do you make? How pathetically small is your salary? That's really the question. Like, how poor are you? On a scale of one to 10, how poor are you? On a scale of one to 10, what kind of peasant are you? Yeah. And so Noah is very open. He just says, I make 40 cents an hour. And and you could see like a ripple move through the table where everyone just kind of is uncomfortable. Like, oh, my God, he is poor, poor. Like, this is poor. I just looked it up. 40 cents an hour was federal minimum wage in 1946. Oh, my God. So uh, pretty much he's just making a a normal living. Yeah. And you know those 40 cents went a long way. You know those 40 cents bought you movie tickets. They bought you a new shirt. Mm -hmm. After they're done ooing and aahing about the poor boy at the table, (laughs) Ali's mom says something about, you know, this coming year, you know, like kind of like what's going to happen with you and Ali? She'll be in New York. She got accepted to Syracuse. Right. Noah didn't know this. And so now he's like, now he's a little, a little espresso depresso. Because he just found out his girlfriend is uh, moving very far away. Ali's adamant that they can make this work after the summer's over. Yeah. So you could tell the mom is not happy with the relationship. She's kind of seeing things with very sober eyes. And meanwhile, Noah and Ali are like two horny teenagers with nowhere to dry hump in peace. Right. Do you remember those days, though? Oh, my God. I remember those days. You had nowhere to go to, like, make out with your boyfriend. Um, I used to make out with my boyfriend in your garage. <laughs> no! <laughs> I don't like that. Courtney, by the way, was best friends with my little sister, so... Yeah, I wasn't just... <laughs> she wasn't just breaking into my garage <laughs> to make out with her boyfriend. No, um, I was best friends with her younger sister. I was over at Rose's house a lot. And I feel like you and I never talked. I don't remember us having a conversation. Well, no, because it was weird. Because you're like, that's just my little sister's white friend. Like, it's... <laughs> 
I guess Noah didn't have a best friend with a garage that he could take his, you know, girlfriend to to make out like you could. So poor Noah. <laughs> poor Noah. So instead, he took her to an abandoned estate, which like, listen, don't take me to an abandoned estate. And it's not just abandoned. It's like condemned. condemned. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it looks like he's taking her there to murder her. Like if, if somebody drove up at this place, I'd be like, oh, they're going to murder me. Yeah, and like most heroines, um, Ali has no follow-up questions. He just pulls up to this abandoned estate and says, you know, you wait out here for a little bit. And she's like, sure. Uh, no. I have questions. I have many follow-up questions. And she just waits outside. And he brings her in and he tells her that one day he's going to buy this house. Yeah, well, he made it romantic. When she goes in, there's like candles lit all over it. He takes her in the house and she's like, wow, this place is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, He's like, I'm going to buy it one day. She says, don't I get a say in it? And he's like, "Okay, what do you want? And she says she goes on a whole spiel. She goes, I want a big white house with blue shutters and a room overlooking the river so I could paint and a big old porch that wraps around the whole house. I mean, Mm -hmm. she has a vision. And I'm like, girl, same. I want all those things. Like, I want all of those things. Plus Ryan Gosling. I want all of that. See, my visions don't really mesh together. Like, I want a big farmhouse with a porch that wraps all the way around. But I also want turrets. What's turrets? Like the towers. Oh, like on old Victorian houses. Mm-hmm. I want to tour it, but I kind of like the old stone houses that look like a witch or hobbit lives there. Like I want all of those things and they don't they don't mesh. Yeah, I love the character of old Victorian homes. I just don't like the ghosts, you know? Yeah, that's probably a downer. <laughs> uh, and you can't kick the you can't kick the ghosts out like they live there first. Mm hmm. Do you think this place is haunted? Uh, Definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. 10 out of 10 is haunted. It's a huge estate in the South in the 40s. Ooh. You know? You know what? Like, could you imagine all the ghosts just like watching you have sex? Yeah. How perverted do you think ghosts are? I mean, they don't have cable so or Netflix. So like, you have to take it where you can get it, okay? They have nothing else to do. So Noah puts down blankets on the floor and then they do this thing where they stand almost like on opposite ends of the room and they each undress. And it's like people do this in movies a lot. And I'm like, does anybody do that in real life? Because I've never done that in real life. Well, like no one looks sexy when they're undressing. Like you look, you know weird like you're like hunched over and like bending and like pulling yeah. things over your head and like they're kind of in the middle of their almost sex yeah i mean you could tell it's her, it, it's gonna be her first time she's nervous uh, and scared she even says you're gonna have to talk me through it yeah and he's being sweet and patient and then um somebody's banging on the door just boom 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 and then they run in the house yeah noah's friend comes barging in and he says that ali's parents have called the police to report her missing because it's 2 a.m and she's not home yet yeah um and so noah takes her home and ali goes in and and you can tell it's basically ali and her mom screaming at each other while they both wait for daddy to decide on a verdict. Well, and the thing too, it's like the parents are supposed to be the bad guys here. But if my kid was missing at 2 a.m., you bet your ass I'm calling the police. Yeah. I'm calling the police. I'm calling the FBI. I'm calling the CIA. I'm calling the freaking. I'm calling Interpol. I'm getting like the British involved. The British are coming. Like everybody. <laughs> the British are coming. <laughs> well, the British are getting involved in anything right now. Yeah. The, the British have a lot going on. Let's leave them alone. Let's let's leave them out of this. Leave the British alone. <laughs> They're going through a lot right now. Nana has passed. Oh, gosh. She was a sweet, sweet woman. Was she? I don't know. But she seems like she was. She looks like a sweet woman. Allie is fighting with her mom. Her mom says... <laughs> Oh, my God. Her mom says he's a nice boy, but he's 
he's trash. He's trash. And she says it like three times. It was so funny to me because she was trying so hard, you know, like not to say something mean about Noah because Noah is sitting outside. Like he can hear this. Yeah. He just gets up and leaves. He's like, fuck this shit. Which good for him. You don't need to take that verbal abuse from some rich white lady. Well, we're again, I'm getting Titanic vibes because the mom says you are not to see that boy anymore. Just like Titanic. But mommy. Mommy, I love him. The poor boys have bigger dicks. That's the price you pay. (laughs) So, yeah, Noah leaves and Allie goes after him and they get into this huge argument outside of her house. Yeah. And. Noah's essentially like, Allie, this isn't going to work, you know, with your family Mm -hmm. against it. And then you're going to New York and I'm here and I don't fit in with your family. They're never going to accept me. Like, let's just call it what it is. And that's a lost cause. And she's like, are you are you breaking up with me? And she gets angry. She's like, fine, whatever. It's over. Well, she starts pushing him and slapping him again. She's violent. Girl, you're our You are toxic as fuck. Like, this is toxic, toxic. She is toxic, toxic. Um, (laughs) She's toxic squared. Their their fight is really like the final straw. I think she thinks the fight is just one of a hundred fights they've had that summer. Yeah, well, honestly, like, how many fights did you guys have in three months? It seems like a lot based on the little montage we saw them, you know, fighting quite a bit. Like, maybe y'all aren't meant to be. This is what I mean is that, yes, it's exciting. Yes, you know, they had a great summer, but maybe they're not right for each other. Don't come for me, but... I don't think they are. (laughs) I think Nicholas Sparks is going to send the mafia after us. Uh, You know what? Do it. I don't give a fuck. The Department of Education is already sending the mafia after us, and now Nicholas Sparks is going to do it. They're going to be busy. It's a busy month for the mafia. Yeah. (laughs) The next... Nothing. You just said it's a busy month for the mafia. And I'm just like, you should know. Aren't you Italian? 27% bitch. 27% gangster. <laughs> All right. Ellie and Noah are supposed to have another week together. But the very next day after this fight, Ellie wakes up and her parents are packing up the van. Yo, they're ready to go. They're dipping. And Ellie runs downstairs in her jammies. And she's like, Mama, what's going on? And you know what mama did, okay? Yeah, this is mom's doing. So Allie jumps on her bike and she just bikes to the lumber yard to find Noah to like tell him goodbye. She doesn't see him, but she does see one of Noah's friends. You know, but she tells the friend, you know, tell Noah that I love him and that I'm sorry. And the friend's like, if you love him, then you should just leave it alone because I was up half the night with him. Yeah, the friend is honestly... Being a good friend and just being like, hey, it was fun, but it's over. Like, let him go. Because I think mm-hmm. his friend is seeing that this relationship is not good for Noah. He doesn't even know how much Ali beats the shit out of him. I know. <laughs> um, you know, the friend says, don't make it harder for him. Mm-hmm. Just let him go. If he wants to talk, he will write you. Like, leave him alone. Yeah. Well, the friend does tell Noah that Allie came by and was leaving. And see, Noah goes to Allie's house. Why? Why would you go to Allie's house when you know that they left? Little sense. But poor Noah, that lovesick little puppy dog, writes Allie a letter a day for a year. She does not get the letters because the mom, with a quickness, snatches them up from the mailman and doesn't give the letters to Allie. So mom keeps them too. Maybe mom didn't have a lot of drama going on and she wanted to stir stir the pot a little bit. Okay, I guess that's fair, but like not, not okay. okay. Not okay. We don't we don't like this. So at this point, the war is starting. So there's a war and Noah enlists in the army and you could tell that like he saw some shit in battle. Yeah. Poor Noah loses his battle buddy. His childhood friend dies in front of him. He just gets blown up. Okay, you're making it sound more dramatic than it was, Courtney. He gets hit by something that a plane blows up. You're No, you're right. He did get blown up, but he was like stuck in ice. But yeah, he loses his battle buddy and Allie decides to do her part in the war as a woman and she becomes a volunteer nurse's aide to help soldiers. 
Yeah, so she is volunteering at a uh, a military hospital, and she is tending after this guy who's in a full-body cast. Like, this guy can barely talk, and he still, like, shoots a shot with Allie. Um, This lovely gentleman is played by James Marsden. He's so handsome, Oh, my God, dude. dude, I would eat him like a pudding cup. He... (laughs) Just dark hair, bright blue eyes, perfect bone structure, just like classic old Hollywood look. Dude, and I'm, I don't think he has this southern transatlantic accent in real life, but I'm going to pretend like he does because he does it so goddamn good. I know. He's got that that scrumptious accent. That's how you know, that's how you know he has money because he's got that rich people <laughs> accent. His name is Lon, Lonnie. A few months, whatever, later, he shows up at Allie's school and he's wearing his uniform looking so dashing and she notices, but she doesn't know who it is at first. Well, you know, this is interesting to me because when he was in the hospital, right, like you would think he was there for a long time recovering Uh and he probably didn't see a whole lot of women, you know, just a couple nurses. So he didn't have his pick of the litter, right? And now he's out and he's he's back. I mean, it doesn't whatever happened to him, he's completely healed and he's handsome as hell. And he still remembers Allie and he goes to find her. So that kind of speaks to like she made an impact on him somehow. Yeah. And he asked her out and we kind of get like a little montage of them dating and falling in love. Well, we do. We do get a montage um, where we are told that he comes from old Southern money. So obviously Allie's parents are super happy for her. And he's like, you know what? I'm the exact kind of guy that your parents would love you to marry. But your parents expect you to defy them and marry somebody else. So the only logical thing to do is for you to marry me and defy their expectations of you. And then he proposes to her and she says, yes, she seems genuinely happy like she is genuinely happy but the narrator that's telling us the story says that Allie the moment she says yes Noah's face came to her mind it's because Noah is unfinished business it's just a thought don't read too much into it you know what I mean like you know what really randomly I think of Voldemort like really randomly it doesn't mean that Voldemort is my long you know that I that that he's the one I should have married yeah that's true but while she's getting falling in love and getting engaged, Noah gets back from the war. He finds out that his dad sold their house and bought Noah the old farmhouse that he always wanted. Well, he so his dad sold their kind of childhood home and is helping Noah get a loan to buy yeah. what's called the Windsor Plantation, which is that old abandoned um, house that he took Allie to because his dad knew this was his dream to fix up this house. Yeah. And he's like, my boy just been through the war. He deserves something. That's so sweet. Now, d- dad is a ride or die. Dad he's a ride is the or die. ride or die. Y- you know, you see Noah fixing up this house and he's working on it so hard. And listen, this house needs so much work, like so much work. It is decrepit. It's falling apart. Mm -hmm. So he's essentially rebuilding it. And I'm thinking, like, wouldn't it have been cheaper to just rebuild a house? Probably, but he wants this house. So one day, Noah goes to Charleston to get the building plans approved for this renovation project because it is like a historical home. So he needs to get it approved. And while he's there, he sees Allie and Brella's on a bus. He makes them stop that bus so he can get off. He hasn't heard from her or seen her since she left all those years ago when they were teenagers. And he has to be in his probably late 20s now. Yeah. And he sees her and it's like his whole world stops and he has to talk to her. But before he can get to her, she's cozying up to her fiance. And you could just see the pain in his eyes that she's really gone. Like she is more gone than when she left because now she's she's in love with someone else that breaks my heart for him the narrator says that something snapped in noah and i'm like something snapped in noah a long time ago like yeah. noah was never okay so he was already like a snapped branch that just completely broke in half and noah says that he went home and got shit face drunk for 10 days 
thought about burning this house down and then decided to put it on the market. Noah's dad dies. Noah completes the renovation. He finishes the renovation. And then the newspaper comes and kind of like takes a picture of him because this is a historical site. And so it's kind of local news that, you know, that this man fixed up the Windsor plantation. He's drunk as shit, though. And people are coming and putting offers in on this house. And he's like, get the fuck away. He doesn't want to sell it to anyone because he doesn't want to sell it. Yeah. But he doesn't know what else to do with it. Because what is he going to do? He doesn't want to live there. He doesn't want to live there. He's all alone. Like, what is he going to do with this big, giant mansion? So the house is on the market for $45,000. Just to give you some perspective, at $0.40 cents an hour, the annual household income working full-time would be $2,600 a year. Wow. And this house was on the market for... $45,000 and somebody offered 50 and Noah chases him off with a shotgun saying that um, only a crazy person would offer that much over asking price and he'll be damned if he's selling his house to a crazy person. So he doesn't want to sell it. He doesn't. He does end up living there. He has no choice, right? Like he yeah. has to live there. He has no other place to live. He put all his money into it. And here's the thing, right? Like Allie is off trying on wedding dresses and preparing for her wedding. And that's all fine. Noah is not, he's not a nun. He has a woman that he partakes in adult activities with occasionally. Her name is Martha and she's a war widow. Um, and he is not kind to her. I don't know. Is he not kind or is he just disinterested? He is. I mean, the thing is, like, he's a fuck boy at this point in his life. And Martha knows that. Like, Martha knows. And she keeps trying to be like, let's go out on a date. Let's go do something. And he's like, Martha, I'll text you at 2 a.m. Like, when I'm ready for you. Yeah. Like, she literally, she says, um, she goes, when you look at me, you don't even see me. I can tell you're looking at someone else. Hmm. It's really sad. I feel bad for Martha. Like, did, does she know he's a fuckboy? Yes. But does anybody really deserve a fuckboy? No. No. Fuckboys deserve fuckboys. Yeah. But it goes to Allie and she's showing her everybody, like her bridesmaids and her mom and her friends. She's showing them the dress she picked out. And first of all, her dress is a dream. It's beautiful. Yeah. Her mom is showing Allie the wedding announcement in the paper. Ali opens the newspaper. There's She sees the picture of Noah. Yeah, there's a picture of Noah right on the front page underneath her wedding announcement. Like, what coincidence, right? Like, this is, right? this is fate. Yeah, the picture of Noah in front of the house that he just rebuilt, and there's an article about it, and Ali faints. <laughs> she faints. She goes to her loving fiancé and the middle of the day unannounced interrupting a meeting to be like I have some things I need to take care of is that okay her fiance we've already established how disgustingly perfectly beautiful he is he is also so kind so understanding it just seems like such a healthy balanced respectful relationship because he tells Allie he's like okay should I be worried and she says no But he can tell that something's not okay. Mm -hmm. And he tells her, like, hey, take as much time as you need. Like, I completely understand that you're nervous. Like, this is a big deal. We're getting married. He's so understanding. Yes. Like, I, that guy has, like, three scenes in the whole movie. And each time I fall more madly in love with him. Yes. So, Allie goes. She gets in her car and she goes to Seabrook and just shows up at Noah's house and kind of stammers, like, hey, I saw you in the paper. Just wanted to see how you were doing. And then she gets in her car to leave. Like, it's literally that fast. She gets in her car to leave, and then she runs over his fence. Yeah, well, because Noah is in such shock that he doesn't even say anything. He's just staring at her, and she comes out, and she's talking her nerves out. He's like, you want to come in? And so they end up having, like, dinner and drinks. Yeah, she talks about her fiancé, and Noah seems... I mean, he already knew, obviously, so it wasn't a shock to him that she was in love with someone else. I think he has possibly, he's possibly spent months kind of like coping, you know, coping with that fact. Um, 
So they have dinner together and it's kind of sad and nostalgic because they're in that house that he promised her he would fix up for her. And he did it to her specifications. Right. It's a white house with blue shutters and a porch that wraps around it. Uh Like it's exactly what she wanted. And she has to know that she has not mentioned it, Uh but she has to remember that. Yeah. Girl, like, I'm sorry, but this was a very intimate visit. It was. He reads her poetry, and that's something that he used to do with his dad uh, because Noah used to have a stutter. And so he used to read poetry to kind of help work out his stutter. I just have to wonder, like, Ali, what are you doing there? What do you want from this interaction? What did you expect to get out of this visit? What were your expectations? Can we see them in writing, please? Because Listen, we know her sex expectations here, okay? She <laughs> planned on going there and getting dicked down by Noah. If Ryan Gosling was reading me poems on his porch that he built for me, he can have it, okay? He can have the whole thing. So what? You're just like, is she going to go tell her fiance like, hey, yeah, I slept with him. It was just to pay him for the poetry. It is a transactional. No. (laughs) The thing is, right, it was an uncomfortably intimate night that they had having dinner together, reading poems together. And then right at the very end, before she leaves, she says to him, so it was real. Like you and me, we were just kids, but we really were in love. Girl, you need to go. You need to leave. Oh, God, you have a whole ass fiance. Get your butt back in the car. You have a whole ass meal back home. Girl, you got a Costco size snack pack at home. Get your ass in the car, Allie. Go home. Like, can we real? Can we kind of um throw out that Allie's being kind of a fuckboy right now? She didn't tell her fiance where she was going. Yeah. And that to me is so shady. Because she was leaving the door open for shady shit. If she did not have sex expectations, sex expectations or bad intentions, she would have just told her fiance, listen, I just saw this article in the newspaper. I need closure. I'm going to go see him and talk to him. You have nothing to worry about. I just need closure, which I would have worried if I were him. But at least she was telling him the truth. But she never did that. She is in a very precarious position. Because she goes to leave that night after all of these, all of this intimacy. And Noah asks her, will you come back tomorrow? There's something I want to show you. Right. Her fiance calls her the minute she gets back to her hotel worried because she didn't even call her fiance to let him know that she was safe. Right. So he's been worrying about her this whole time. So the next day, sure enough, she shows up. Back to Noah's place. So he takes her out on a paddle boat. And uh, it's on this gorgeous lake. It looks like a painting. Yeah. It is surrounded by trees and full of ducks. Oh, those are geese. <laughs> oh, excuse me, geese. When he first took her out there, I wanted to be like, you want to show her geese? Yeah. Courtney, what is the difference between geese and ducks? The same difference between like sheeps and goats. Really? They're that different? I mean, they can't interbreed. Wow. Which one can you hug? Can you hug a geese? Um, I hug my duck. Can you hug a goose? I'm sure certain geese, yes, you could hug. Like, you know the the geese you see that are out like in parking lots? Mm-hmm. Don't try to hug those. Those are Canadian geese. That's why the Canadians are so nice. They channel all their hatred into their geese and then send them to America. <laughs> That's how they get us, yeah. But I, I don't know. I'm sure you could hug some geese. I just always have this urge to hug hug geese when I see them. Because I think they're ducks, because I don't know the difference. And I'm like, look at the cute little ducks, and I want to hug them. Yeah. This just then, a woman attacked at a parking lot by a flock of geese. God damn it, Rose. <laughs> Anyways, so he's showing her this, and then it starts pouring down rain. Just pouring. And she just turns around and she just says, why didn't you write me? She was like... It wasn't over for me, and I waited for you for seven years, and now it's too late. He says, I wrote you a letter a day for a year. I wrote you 365 letters. And she's like, I never got them. 
And he says, it's not over for me. It wasn't over then and it's not over now. The arguing in the rain, it's just so Taylor Swift. It's just so... Uh, it's crack. It's romance crack. It's romance crack. But is that's kind of a red flag. He knows she's engaged. And my dude, it's over. He grabs her and he kisses her. And so, and you think this is a red flag on his part? When he says it wasn't over then and it's still not over, she is engaged. I understand, but he's not engaged. He didn't go to her house. He didn't spend all all day and have dinner with her and have her read poems to him. Like, he's just existing. She's the one that's coming to him. So if she's engaged, she should be with her fiancé, and instead she's there with him. So I don't think it's a red flag that he grabbed her and kissed her. He doesn't, he's not the one that's engaged. He doesn't owe her fiance. It's her responsibility to be faithful. I feel like it's about respect. The disrespect began with Ali going over his house, staying until late at night, and then coming back the next morning for more. Like, that's where the disrespect started. Mm. See, it doesn't have to be a kiss to be cheating. She started cheating when she, like, emotionally poured back into him that's that is fair i don't know but they go inside and they do the horizontal tango they do the bone they they bone they do the bone uh there are bones involved inside their bodies mm-hmm. and they clank together two skinny people having sex it's just a bunch of bones just clanking together <laughs> clink 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 it's just like a bag of bones you know she's into it <laughs> After it's done, she's like, thank you. More, please. Yes. I would like more of the sex, please. Thank you. I'd like two orders of the sex, please. Yeah. No sides. They do (laughs) sex some more. And then Martha, the girl that Noah's been screwing around with, shows up. Right. And at first I thought, oh, no, poor Martha. She's going to be heartbroken. But as it turned out, Martha knows about Allie And Allie now knows about Martha because I guess Noah shared about her. So think about this. Think about how honest Noah is being with everyone. Allie knows about Martha. Martha knows about Allie. Mm -hmm. No one is being lied to by Noah here. Like, who is the bad guy? Allie. The only person that doesn't know about Martha is Allie's fiance. Allie is the villain. But Allie invites Martha in for dinner. Uh, you know what? Mm, I wouldn't. Too much. Mm, I'm good. I respect you for, for helping out my man during his lonely nights. But bitch, if I see you, it's on site. You know what? <laughs> like, if you can tell they're not that serious because she still knocks. She still knocks. You're right. She doesn't have a key. I would not have stayed for dinner. I'd have been like, you know, I brought this casserole. Um, but <laughs> I'm actually going to I'm going to head out. I'm going to stop by the liquor store. Grab a bottle of gin. I'm going to go home and yeah. eat this whole fucking casserole and drink yeah. this whole bottle of gin. Thank you. But next. Martha was too kind. She was too understanding. Ali just stops going back to her hotel, I guess. And this is the crazy thing for me, right? So she stays another night at Noah's, right? They basically, they're uh-huh. boning all the time. At no point do you see her be conflicted. At no point do you see guilt in her eyes. At no point does she seem to feel bad about the fact that she has this gorgeous, incredible, amazing, understanding, forgiving, you know, healthy relationship Mm -hmm. back home. No, she's not. She's ungrateful. You are trash. You are trash, girl. I love you, girl, but you're trash. Um, Well, she sort of gets a reality check the next day because Mama shows up at Noah's house. And it's like, yeah, I figured you'd be here. I'm sure when Allie disappeared, the mom was like, I know where this little bitch went. She does. She's like, listen, my girl, um, I just wanted to come and give you the heads up that Lon is on his way. Lon is here in town. Yeah. Oh, Lon, remember your fiance? Yeah. Yeah, he's here. The jig is up. Everybody knows that you out here hoeing around. The thing, too, is like. Allie, when her mom catches her at Noah's house, Allie's still not looking guilty. She's actually mad at her mom. And she's like, why didn't you show me my letters? Yeah. Why didn't you show me my letters? You watch me cry myself to sleep, which I granted. I understand that she's mad at her mom. But honey bun, you're doing like 
you know, two wrongs don't make a right, but you're doing a lot of wrongs over here. The mom gives Allie her letters, but she's like, I want to show you something. And her mom takes her to the lumber yard and shows her this man and says that, you know, I love your father. I'm very happy with your father. But this, you know, I was in love with this man over here. And and I, I think mom was lying. Courtney, she, she started crying. Why do you think she's lying? I think she was lying to be like, I did it for your own good. I I didn't want you, you couldn't marry a poor man because I couldn't marry a poor man. No, I think that her mom was lying. You think she made up the whole story about being in love with this guy? Yeah. Huh. I think she made up the whole story. Um, and the man was probably looking at her because she's a woman crying in the middle of a, like. I don't know. I have to disagree with that. I think it was real. And I think that's why the mom felt so strongly because she saw her daughter possibly going down what she saw as the wrong path. I mean, you know what? I, I love this because we, we'll never know whether it was real or not. I think mom's a fake ass bitch. I think mom's a fake mm. hoe. Okay, so the mom drops Allie back off at Noah's and she gives Allie the stack of letters. Mm -hmm. And then she says, I hope you make the right decision. Noah sees that she has the letters now and he kind of puts two and two together that mama took the letters the whole time. Right. Allie tells Noah that her fiance is in town. They mm -hmm. actually, when they were driving back to Noah's, they saw her fiance's car at the hotel. So she knows her fiance is in town. She tells Noah and very calmly, Noah says, what are you going to do? He's trying not to sway her too much. Well, as soon as she says, I don't know, he loses it. Which again, like Noah is such the opposite of her fiance because mm -hmm. her fiance is so understanding. And meanwhile, Noah, it's like going crazy because she says, I don't know. Of course, she doesn't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is not a rational person you're dealing with, Noah. He's like, well, what do you want, Allie? Like, what do you want? And she's like, I don't know. She's like, it's not that simple. And he's like, yes, it is. What do you want? And she's like, why do you even want me? All we do is fight. They get into a huge argument. Yeah. And he's like, of course, that's all we do is fight. That's who we are. Like, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. We're going to have to fight for it every day. Noah says really sweet things. It's almost like he was written by a woman, you know, like Noah says all the right things. It's still, the fact still remains like, listen, it's normal to fight once in a while, but if you're fighting all the time and having big explosive fights where someone is beating the shit out of you, that's not romantic. That's not epic. That's abuse. As far as with Noah, I don't know. Like he's saying a lot of really sweet things, but when he's screaming them at you, mm -hmm. like maybe not so sweet. Yeah, so um, here we go. Allie goes back to her hotel room where her fiancé is waiting so goddamn patiently. You, he, you know he could have shown up at Noah's house and made a scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the green flags. Like with her fiancé, it's just green flags as far as the eye could see. Mm -hmm. And Allie's like, I don't want it. If it's not toxic, I don't want it. If it's not unhealthy, I don't want it. Oh, my God. Is dating and marrying healthy, like being in a relationship with a healthy man, the equivalent of eating your vegetables? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Obviously, Allie confesses to her vegetable. Sorry, to <laughs> Allie confesses to her fiance that... You know, she's confused. She confesses that she's confused. And he's like, okay, um, well, here's the deal. He's like, I can go over there and I can kick the shit out of him. Or I can leave you. And he's like, but none of those options really work for me because both of those options lose me you. And I think what he was saying is like, it doesn't matter how I react. It doesn't matter if I forgive you. If you don't want to be with me, then I don't have you. Yeah. Even if you stay with me, I don't have you. We pan over to the 
elderly couple from the beginning of the movie, remember that's our narrator in the beginning, is this older man. And now we we understand who they are, right? Like, yes. this is Noah and Allie. Like, the man is Noah telling Allie their love story, but Allie doesn't remember it. She's lost her memory. Yeah, and so I guess he does this every day. Old Noah is living in this assisted living center because old Allie has to be there because of her dementia. He doesn't even need to be there. At one point, his kids even beg him to come back home. Right. He's there just to spend time with her Mm -hmm. and be there for her. And the kids are like, Dad, come home. And he says, that's my sweetheart in there. She's my home. Girl, like there is no love story that that touches me more than the old Noah and Allie. Because here's the thing. Young Noah and Allie, they're trash. They're not going to make it. But now you're you're trying to shove the fact that they made it to old age. Why are you playing with my feelings? This movie, like these last few scenes, they made me feel things and I didn't appreciate it. Old Noah is telling old Allie the story. And so when when he gets to this point where Allie is at a crossroads, like what is young Allie going to do? Is she going to go with Noah or is she going to go with you know her fiance yeah old Allie is here for the tea girl because she's on the corner of her seat like she's she loves the story she's so excited like she's like so what happens who does she choose who Mm -hmm. does she choose and old Noah says they lived happily ever after yeah she's like who with who who does she choose it's like something in her brain clicks because she's like oh I understand she you know what she says over and over again Old Allie starts to say, of course, I know what happens. It was us. It was us. And she starts saying it was us. Like now she remembers that this story Mm -hmm. is their story. And so old Noah is like, oh, my sweetheart. And they start like kissing. Mm -hmm. And it's this sweet reunion. It's so heartbreaking. And he has this candlelit dinner set up for them upstairs to have dinner and They're dancing, but as dementia works, sometimes they're lucid, sometimes they're not, sometimes they remember, sometimes they don't. Um, In the middle of dancing, Allie forgets. Right. So she pushes him away. She's like, Mm -hmm. who are you? What what are you doing here? She starts screaming for help. That is heartbreaking. They have to, they end up sedating Allie. Allie gets so upset that they have to sedate her. Oh, my gosh. And and Noah is old. Noah is crying. Uh-huh. And he ends up going into cardiac arrest. He go, he has a heart attack. Yeah. We actually end up learning that the book Old Noah is reading to old Allie was written by Allie. Mm-hmm. And the inscription says, read this to me and I'll come back to you. Like, girl, my heart. Well, it looks like a couple of nights later or maybe even the same night. I'm not really sure on the timeline. It's a, probably a couple of nights later because he has to recover from the heart attack. Yeah, he's back in the assistant living center and he sneaks into Allie's room in the middle of the night because I guess she tends to be a little bit more cognizant then. She's lucid. She's lucid. She says, do you think our love can make miracles? And he's like, I think so. And she says... Do you think our love can take us away together? Girl. Mm. Girl. They cuddle up in bed and they both fucking die. Ah, They both pass away together at the same time. Courtney, I felt things. It's hard for me to feel feelings. There was no Ed Sheeran playing. There was no Ed Sheeran playing in the background and I still felt feelings. They were like behind like a like a glass wall but I felt it I was like a glass cage of emotions it's just you know what what gets me mm. is stories of people who are so deeply in love mm-hmm. and they overcome like so much adversity yeah I can get that well that's it that's the that's the movie that's the movie that's the movie and this is why I mean like it was I feel like at the end, right, assuming that their relationship wasn't toxic because they made it that long mm-hmm. um, and they just weren't two people who just stuck around for 50 years in a toxic relationship. Um, it's a really sweet story, ultimately. Yeah, it is a pretty sweet story. It's a romance. This is a romance story. Mr. Sparks, you're a great romance author. <laughs> Listen, I will fight him on this. This is romance. 
Nicholas Sparks tried to say that because his romance novels have like catastrophic events mm-hmm. or some sort of dramatic, that they're not romances. But this was kind of a happy ending. This is as happy as it can be. That's fair. Do you know what I mean? Because we've had a happily happy endings where like the couple ends up together and we're not happy. That happens <laughs> often, to be honest. And we're not happy about it. But anyway, that is it. The teapot is empty for today. Don't worry. More is bringing it on the way. We'll be back next week with another episode. We'll see you next time. Bye. If I found out that my mom hit the letters the love of my life wrote me. We're throwing hands, mom. Like, we're going at Your it. Your mom <laughs> would demolish you. She would. My mom is like four feet tall and she would, she would demolish me. But you know what? Allie, we give her permission to yeah. beat her mom's ass. We've been accusing her of being violent this whole time, but she can, she can smack mom around a little bit. Turn that violence to somebody who deserves it. You know what? Where's that energy, Allie? Where's that energy?